0: As many of you know, I returned from a year spent in South Africa around eight months ago. This year was transformative in many ways, and I just want to take a little snippet of my journey tonight. Um, The whole year is really hard to wrap up, but I'll share a little bit of it. Um, So I went through the ELCA's Young Adults and Global Mission program, which is a program through the National ELCA Church that sends 18 to 29 year olds across the world um, through companion church programs. Um, So I went to South Africa um, to partner with the Evangelical Lutheran Church in Southern Africa. My journey started in February when I applied and continued throughout the year, but I'm going to pick up in August when I left Minnesota. And it was early in the morning, and I had my life for a year packed in a 50-pound suitcase and a carry-on in a backpack, which was terrifying. And I was sobbing, and all of the emotions were running through me. So I get to Chicago, where we have a week-long orientation, and we get some pretty bad news that our visas had been delayed and we weren't really sure what when our visas were going to come in. South Africa at the time was rearranging their visa process and so every couple weeks we were getting the notice that we had filled out the wrong form and it was a whole long process. So we didn't deploy with the rest of the group like we had anticipated and we ended up spending about three weeks extra in South or in Chicago that we hadn't anticipated. And this is where the psalm that we read just now really resonated with me. This whole idea of how long, oh Lord, how long am I gonna be stuck in Chicago in an apartment? Um, How long until I get my visa? How long until I can go to South Africa? Um, If it's really what God wants, why is it taking so long? Um, Why, why, why? And. I still don't really have a pretty bow that I can wrap around that time in Chicago and say that, you know, we had this three weeks and this happened and that happened. No, it just, it was really awful. (laughs) But the time finally came that we got to board planes to go to South Africa. Um, We flew via Frankfurt, Germany. Um, And so we were all excited, we got on the plane and then we had about an eight hour layover in Germany and it was in Germany that I panicked. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, I am flying 8,000 miles across an ocean and a continent to a country where I know one person who lives in this country, and I've met her for a grand total of about two hours. Um, like, I am certifiably insane for doing this. Um, and there were two reasons why I was able to get on that airplane. Um, one is that I had an amazing community around me of my fellow Yegums who would not have let me stay in Germany. Um, and I knew that the people in my host community in South Africa that I had yet to meet were very excited that I was coming. They were eagerly anticipating my arrival. And we shared this connection through the Lutheran Church. Um, like, they're church people. How bad can they be? Um, so... But this idea that I reflected on later of, we're told all the time that we are the hands and feet of Christ and I was able to get on that airplane and fly into the unknown because I knew that the arms of God would be receiving me and that my host community were the body of Christ. So life in South Africa presented many challenges sometimes, living in a different culture, being a minority, um, entering into a way of life that's very different than my home culture. Um, and since I went with a church program, a huge part of my life in South Africa revolved around the church. My host community was actually the Lutheran church in my township. And so I encountered many traditions that I was not familiar with. Um, the Lutheran church looks very different around the world in some cases, and the differences were throwing me off all the time. Um, I really, sometimes they were so similar and then that one thing would be different and I would be completely thrown off. So that was really hard to get used to. Um, And the simple fact that the church services were in a language that I didn't speak very well. Um, And they were four to five hours long every Sunday, which is a long time to sit when you don't understand what's going on. Um, so I really wasn't connecting to church and sometimes when I did understand what was going on I didn't agree with it because of conflicting theologies. so I was constantly being forced to wrestle with what I believe and how whether I had what was right or if they had what was right or is there anything that's right, I mean, really. So it was a really difficult faith time for me in South Africa. I had moments of questioning whether God was actually real. I had moments of questioning who was right, which way God wants us to worship. Um, Are we all really supposed to be spending five hours in church every Sunday, or are our 45 minutes pretty good? Um, And a part of my time in the church service, because I didn't speak the language well enough to understand the sermon, I would read portions of my Bible. Um, And this is something that had been suggested to me by previous Yagam, sort of as a coping mechanism. Um, But it was really the first time that I had read big chunks of the Bible without just picking out different stories. And I found a lot of things that I didn't like, and that was really hard, because I didn't know what to do with things in the Bible that I didn't agree with and that I really wish weren't in there. Um, but I was also really gifted to be allowed to see a different perspective into the Bible. Um, one of the beautiful things is that as a global church, we're allowed to read from our own perspectives. So how I read the Bible is very different than how my 60-year-old South African host mom reads the Bible. Um, and I was exposed to all the differences in the ways that we worship, in the ways that we believe, and what a beautiful thing that is. And I was reminded of the passage in the Bible just a couple weeks ago um, about every body part having a purpose and how every part of the global church has a purpose. Um, and I encountered in South Africa this deep, Deep faith that I still stand in awe of. Um, It just is so much deeper than anything I had ever experienced before. It really permeates all of life. Um, And that was really beautiful to witness. So my year ended. I came home and that was almost as scary as leaving. Um, I was a changed person throughout this year. And I was really wrestling with how I would fit back into the space that I'd left. I use the analogy that I was, I'm a puzzle piece and I, I left looking like this and I came back looking like this. And like I didn't change drastically, it's not like I'm going like this now, but I still don't quite fit back where I was. Um, and I think this happens to a lot of people in a lot of different phases of life where something happens that you just shift that much and it's hard to fit back. And Um, Be true to yourself when you return to a situation. But I came home to Mount Olivet and I cried with happiness because I had such a sense of relief that Mount Olivet was here, that Mount Olivet had changed and grown with me and that This is a space where I can be who I am and wrestle with the questions that I encountered in South Africa and work with everyone to work towards a better world. Um, And it's so wonderful that the body of Christ was there to receive me in South Africa and the body of Christ was also there to receive me back home. Thank you.